0: what's going on, and and I will make sure you get this some kind of way, and you can hold the conservatory to this. It's very generic, just a few slides, Um, but we're positioning ourselves, we're positioning the scribal conservatory in a specific way for the next few years. What What I wanted to talk about today was where we've been real briefly, who we are now, where we are going, what it takes to get there, and I wanted to give you a financial update and give you a position for our positioning for 2023 um first i just want you to know that the last six years have been a year of me figuring out me personally figuring out what this is all about it was never my desire to um, launch a ministry like this or launch a church it came through multiple prophetic words the ultimate word and the name came from my own mentor Um, Dr. Spake. And I fought this for years. I had been called out way back in 2010. And I just never wanted it because I never wanted a traditional church. And the thing about it is, I've never had a vision for what the church or what the ministry was that God would give us would look like. And I'm one of those people just in my own weird prophetic way, I really can't move in a lot of decisions and things unless God downloads vision. He started downloading the vision for the conservatory during the pandemic. I started getting bits and pieces of what we were going to look like. And uh, so I spent like a year just talking to Dr. K and clearing up confusion in my mind, things that I just couldn't make sense of. Then all of a sudden this year, the, the vision became super clear. And as a result of that, I, put, I was able to do the website. I was able to um, put a lot of other things in place. And I'm going to tell you about some of those things so you'll be aware. So on January the 8th, we're going to be celebrating six years within the conservatory. Um, we'll probably do a celebration online because of how extremely busy that month is. I have no other dates available um, for anything, really. But we're gonna be celebrating Dr. K's birthday on Sunday, January the 8th. Um, We will probably still have service. Um, I'll probably let some, but it's the first Sunday, so I have to teach. But immediately after that, we're gonna have dinner and be hanging out. So if those of you who are local, or even if you want to come from out of town, that day is about her. We're not celebrating our anniversary. We're celebrating her birthday, which is January the 24th. And I just want to do something special this year. I feel a need to just just let her know she's, she's just appreciated, loved, and that her grandchildren and her spiritual children are really reaping the benefits of her um, impartation and mentorship. So just put that down as a note. So I've been finding our place in this area. I've been talking to some of you. Some of you have been engaging me and you've been suggesting things. And listen, when you have people around you that, that speak into the ministry God has given you, that ask you questions, that are always volunteering, it gives life to the ministry. And some of you know who you are. So I just want to thank you for always being that person. What can I do? How can I help? Because it makes a difference and it helps me get clarity concerning what I need to do myself. So we've been defining our voice and I can honestly say that our voice are in the four pillars. There is never a teaching by any of you, any of us in which we don't hear um, those four pillars. We've been hugely setting doctrine. And I think we're, after we finish this Ephesians 4 series, I think we'll be coming out of that And I want to talk about salvation a little bit. I want to talk about evangelism. I want to talk about the other gifts of the spirit, like mercy, like hospitality. I want us to do some of that because a lot of you are going to see yourself in so much of this. Um, This last year has been about, last two years have been about finding who can fit in teams or, or, and creating really more of a mentoring model within the conservatory than a hierarchical church structure within the um, conservatory. I realized earlier this this year that the the ideas and thoughts that God has given me about mentorship is really laid over in the conservatory as well, especially among those here in Atlanta. And I was like, wow, I never thought that you could have a ministry that didn't have that hierarchical structure That then, And I don't mean hierarchical in a negative way, but just the order of authority like we see in churches, but we can because this is a different day. And we've also been clarifying spiritual purpose. And I realized that one of the main reasons why we exist as a ministry is to help keep the conscience of the kingdom clear and focused on Jesus. Um, Where we are now, so over the last five years, you know, our sixth year, sixth birthday will be um, January the 8th. We are clear on our pillars. We are clear on what we believe. We are, and we focus almost exclusively on those pillars and what we believe. I think, I hope it's okay with you guys, because I'm not a ministry that focuses on the end times. This is not a ministry that's going to spend all of our time talking about hell. This is not the ministry that's going to be doing those things. And the, the way the congregation is today, I realize we've been programmed to think that in order for a ministry to be legitimate or to really be, you got to teach on all of those things that, that everybody else teaches. I found it better. And this is me. And you have the ability to weigh in on this. But for me, I find that my strength is in teaching my purpose and in setting the conservatory up around my purpose or the purpose that I feel like I've been assigned to lead people in the earth. And so that's where we're coming from with that. And I hope that makes sense to you um, and that you can be in agreement with me in this because I really, really want us to be able to stay here and not feel like we have to answer every wind that blows over everybody but we will do some apologetic-like things next year and some more theological things that move us into um, a, a, a conversation where we can discuss things theologically. And I think that is a better approach with certain topics than just saying, you better believe this or hit the road. The only thing I stand against is the obsession with the devil. I can't, I can't tolerate that at all. There's no tolerance in me for it. And so on that front, I just say, bear with me with that because it's very difficult when that is where people is, is for me to have to navigate with them or for the conservatory to have to kind of walk out that because I just want to know the Lord, what he wants, and then how to posture myself to fight the good fight, to be in a real war, not obsessed with things that do not lead to eternity. So I want to also say that we you know again we're we're clear on how to walk out these things. We've covered a lot of topics. we have placed Christ at the center. we have focused on people, not numbers. One of the first things the Lord told me and what I talked about with my mentor and when we when she was said, "Treaty, you gotta start this, you keep putting it off, you gotta start this." She said, "Just do it, God is gonna come along aside, beside you and give you a love for it." He's going to come along beside you and give you a heart for it, but you won't have the heart if you won't stop because all you like to do is gather people, have a prophetic meeting and move on. That's been the story of my life, you know, and I've served in pastoral capacities, but overall, I I liked encounters and I had to realize that if I kept going with that, I would have been the person I was teaching about today. Because that is the direction that we see a lot of people who don't want responsibility that's been given to them, they'll move into encounter-based or event-based ministry. And so we have, have had to have the conservatory because we're building something more than that. So we focus on people, not numbers. And we focus on people because in order to have any type of successful organization, it can't be built just on the leader. You have people that have to have people that are willing to help you. And so I wanted to take this time, too, to say to you, if you felt like your ideas have not been heard, if you felt like I have not listened to your suggestions, I want to apologize to that in advance. And that hasn't been, you haven't been the problem. But when you have a leader that's trying to figure out whether to turn left or what, how, whether to turn right, how does this really supposed to look, you can't always start things. And then when you start things, they stop along the way because it's not really what you were supposed to be doing. But you're going to see a change in the coming season because now I have clarity on what this looks like. And I believe we can move full speed ahead now. And this is the reason why. Number one, I'm on the second slide. Um, leadership is emerging. And what I mean by that, I don't mean leaders just to serve the conservatory, but I'm seeing people rise into their leadership capacity. I'm seeing them realize there's more to my calling in the faith than just scrubbing floors, cleaning toilets, cooking chicken, you know, um, giving out of my resources. I realize that there is something God has for me Now I'm on the slide on my computer, I'm not sharing the slides with you guys because um, my computer was updating, Microsoft Word was updating, so thank you, um, but I'm going to give you the slides. Please fill out this form if you are serious about your relationship with the conservatory, because I got some good news at the end, I hope that we're putting some things in place that's going to um, allow us to communicate with you better because there are a lot of things that haven't been so good about the conservatory communication having people help us getting the word out announcing birthdays sometimes in ministry when you're building you have to kind of see the direction you're going in as a leader get with the people that are senior to you that are helping you get their insight and wisdom so that you can figure out what's best. Because I'm one of those people, I'm glad now that I did not imp- and, you know, say, come and help, come jump in. You can do this. A lot of ministries, you're there two days and they have you doing something that's, and then then six months, the people who are helping you are gone and you've got to do it again. So I'm one that likes to build personal relationship with the core people that I am um, getting to help so we can have conversation besides work. At the beginning of building something, when you're big, when you have the structure laid out, there's an employee situation and it works like employment. But right now we're not there. So it has to work relationally first and then move into those other areas with the model that God has um, given us. So these first five years have been about seeing what type of leadership shakes out. If leaders are going to shake out, it's a time for communication and engagement. Some of you have been phenomenal in taking care of each other, and um, and that blesses my soul because sometimes I don't know what's going on, and no leader can do everything. But then to hear about other people stepping up, helping folks, you know, it's just it blows me away, and you just begin to see the love for the community, not just love for me. It's one thing to love the leader, but it's it's miserable and sad if the person cannot also love the ministry that the leader has, because it'll be one-sided. It'll be because the ministry is my heart. You have to love all of me, you know, and we have to do that with one another. I just can't love you and hate your ministry. I mean, that would make me a sorry pastor, a sorry mentor. It doesn't work like that. So you should have a care for the ministry, not just showing up because you feel as if you're doing me a favor because it doesn't work like that you know it's not about numbers Um, I know Sepia and Anthony were here a couple weeks ago and they said I've always been like that and I love that they shared that I've never cared about numbers but I'm starting to I don't care about numbers now as it relates to core but growth and influence requires that so we're changing we're not changing our heart but we are changing some of our effort and we're going to use a lot of the resources and things that you have. So some, uh, minister Samantha posted a, um, link and you know, there please go to that link, um, and fill out the form. Also, I want to let you know that, um, we will be credentialing some people this weekend at the Christmas party. That it's not the official ceremony. we'll do. So, it's official for them, but we'll do something to celebrate them later. We need to put these people that have stepped up in place. And if you don't know, Samantha has been with me since 2013. And that should tell you how young she was when we met, very close to 2013, 2014. So she was just a baby when I first met her, in, in age, not in wisdom, but in age. She's one of the sharpest, and fastest growing people I know. So just be, uh, we're gonna honor her uh, on 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 Saturday at the Christmas party. We're going to acknowledge Apostle Pam, but we're gonna actually install her into the office of Apostle through the conservatory. She's already that. She already has many credentials, but we're gonna do that for her um, as a big deal in um, at our conference in two thousand twenty three. And there are some others, we have um, Minister Chiquita. Um, You need to know she's going to be recognized at the um, party this weekend. So I want you to know what's going on in that sense. And because you can't ignore the gifts of God and people. And we're at a point where I think the conservatory is stable enough to be able to do that. There's some others, but I'm not mentioning them because we hadn't talked about it. And not because they're overlooked, because they're not. I'm well aware all of our teachers will be getting some kind of teaching recognition. Some of them, like um, Chiquita and um, Minister Sam, though, they'll be getting a, a full ordination, you know, where they can marry, bury, do whatever they need to do. So, but everybody else will probably get a credential to teach. And then as we grow, we'll see what what happens after that. I just want to honor it. It doesn't mean that they're getting any type of grace or anointing. It's just the credential to allow them to do what they need to do, sign documents, um, you know, be officiated at ceremonies, things like that. So that's where we are now. Um, but, uh, you know, so we're always looking for leadership. That's why I'm always encouraging you guys to sign up, to teach, to share. Cause I can't, we don't see each other in person. You know, those of you that are abroad. So it's, it helps me to spend time with you online because it's impossible to do it during the week. Cause our lives are so busy, but next year I've already made plans. And I've talked to some of you about coming to your city not as a meeting, not holding a conference, but just to spend time with you. And it'll probably be one, two, maybe three of us. And if more wanna come, we'll do that. We can um, meet at a hotel so you won't be put out. And I don't mean meeting room. I'll make sure I have a suite or something and we can come up to the suite and we can just get to know each other, not teach, not preach, but have fun, have a good time. Maybe go to a movie or something, nothing big. But if you want that to happen, Let me know and, you know, we'll make it happen next year, next year, beginning and after the conference in January. So I'm on the other slide where we are going. And this is where everything um, hits. If you have questions, just jot them down as we go along. I just want to give you these. I'm trying to move through where we are going. So. Our basic goals with the conservatory into the top 1023 is to initiate a growth plan that I've been working on. Um, I think I may have mentioned that we had a business plan drawn up. I have a five-year budget tentatively, but we need, it's not a realistic budget. It's a dream budget. So it's not the budget we're going to go for as it relates to um, what we're doing now. But I've talked to our financial person who is fully on board and we have I have financial people all around me, but I have one financial person in particular that we are working with and we're going to have a budget that will be public to you for um, 2023. So you'll know what our financial goals are and what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to accomplish. This is realistic, but there is a dream vision and is necessary for me. And I've always done this, that I write out the complete budget. I hired somebody about a year ago to do this for us um, because they can project. They know where all the research is. They can layer our ministry, you know, according to um, what other similar ministries are doing with realistic expectations. So they did all of that research and they put it all together. I know it seems like a lot is not going on and that we're just meeting on Sundays, but I'm I have an administrative side too, uh, deliberate side. It's just the last five or six years I've been blowing in the wind because I haven't been exactly sure where we were going. That's why we didn't move forward with certain things, why I didn't do a 501c3 before that because I had been operating and doing business under the, the old ministry dissolved, but I still had those accounts. And now we're closing down those accounts and getting all of that stuff out of the way. So this is the only thing that exists and we're starting fresh and brand new. And that old organization has been dissolved. So it's taken a while to do that because again, it's just me and a few people here in Atlanta that are waiting on me. That's the best way to say it. So you also need to know that um, our, our financial planning and management is our most critical agenda for 2023 and 2024 nothing is superseding our financial plan and that's important because there's certain things that have to exist to get money Your, your even your employees and your staff has to be certain set up a certain way and this was my life for over 20 years i did grant writing i don't know if you guys know that i worked for um Nonprofit through the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. I was very strategic, got lots of money for them. I also worked for the Department of Juvenile Justice here in um, Atlanta under the governor's office. I was a part of all uh, the training of people across the state of Georgia for qualifying for money. I did that for years, but I haven't been out, I've been out of the loop for years. And so that means my intel is very, very limited. And I have no interest in relearning that stuff. So I'm pulling on the people around me who know it and that can catch me up to date. But as we've been planning and looking at things, the, the knowledge and remembrance is coming back to me. I'm able to put outdated information in the right places in my head, but I'm not looking to take on those roles anymore. I will write grants because I love it. But as far as the research part of it, I'm trusting um, other people. Um, so thank you, uh, Minister Samantha, for helping. So the other thing that I want you to know, we are setting staff in place. This is paid staff and volunteer staff. Um, we've already offered a position to someone already this week. We, have, we are waiting to hear back by the end of the week, but this will be an administrative position and they will take over a lot of the administrative work of the ministry. And it'll also be a dual position with the school of the scribe and um, You know, so I just want to let you know that. And hopefully, um, as we work things out, I can write a grant to include this administrative position as part of the grant, like support staff, and we'll be able to pay them a full salary. But we are definitely doing that, and we're definitely, it's, it's happening. So it's happening. I just want you to know that's our first staff member, paid staff member for the conservatory, and that is in place. And they've been dedicated to coming to the conservatory, dedicated to participating in the conservatory, dedicated to growth and development, dedicated to being accountable. That just amazing. And I don't even think they saw this coming, but I woke up one morning and and I was like, let me call somebody. And, And I did. And the Lord was like, this is the person, but I want them to be able to trust us enough to walk with us through this. So 2023, we will have one person that's being paid to serve the conservatory administratively, not the Sunday and Tuesday night stuff, but just office stuff that you have with any church. And so you're giving help support that. Please know that you're giving help support that. Um, we are in critical policy development time. We're in compliance mode, which means we are having to write some new policies, but because there's so much information online from a nonprofit perspective, and we have memberships with legal. I have like a lifetime membership of legal documents that are updated for the United States regularly. We have, um, we pay for those. I pay for a lot of this stuff out of my own pocket over the years, I'm not looking to be reimbursed. It's my reasonable service. We also have tons of legal documents, contracts for the creative arts side. So any kind of contract that people need, we have it at the drop of a ad. So when we're doing events or we're doing activities, we're legally covered. Um, We have everything, including, so we have all of that stuff. So what we're doing is we're using those things to be in compliance. That's even non-disclosure agreements, non-compete agreements, those kind of things that have to be in place, employment agreements. And we're also um, doing research, thank God for our financial person, doing research on our um, payroll um, payroll taxes and things like that, that we are putting in place in January. So we are structuring the management components of the spiritual side of the conservatory and the organizational side. So on the spiritual side, we're in the process of clearly outlining protocol, not crazy stuff, but just protocol. So when people come to the ministry and they're new, they've never been churched. We have a document that will allow them to understand what that protocol looks like, where there's no one person that has to sit down and talk to them. And I wanna thank the person that suggested that and um, that has experience in it and have worked in this area and helped build lots and lots of ministries for us being able to put trainings together and things like that to help people along so that things won't get weird. Also, we're doing the same thing for the organization. And because we're a nonprofit, it's not the same as building a for-profit company. And my entire life has been rooted in nonprofit. In private sector type of nonprofits, I shouldn't have used those two words together. But when people have um, their own organizations, but also entities like the Boys and Girls Club, like CASA, you know, where you have child advocates in courtrooms. I've, you know, I've served on those boards, did a lot of work in those areas over the years. So I understand how certain things in the nonprofit must be structured. We do have a board of directors and the way we set up the conservatory is it's set up as a um, religious organization. We did that so we don't have to file a 990 and we don't have to do taxes. But what we do have to do Is um, what is suggested is to do a full audit at the end of the year, and we will pay for that, and you will have access and privy to that from this point forward. So that you know you know if you need it, or if we can't deny you and you'll know your rights with the nonprofit organization, but you'll also know the limitations. There are certain things we do not have to share. And we do that just to to prevent confusion, to keep people that are immature out of the chaos. I've seen a single two and three people take a whole church down because they got mad about something. And so we're going to avoid that kind of chaos in the conservatory. Also, we are defining community service goals to determine how to best serve These three areas we've always worked in, so it's not new to us. And we've done major outreach initiatives in this over the years. But since we launched the conservatory, the focus has been different. But beginning in 2023, we will still be serving at-risk teens and young adults who are transitioning into adulthood. I have a heart for people who are parentless, that are moving from high school to college and then trying to survive in college until they're like 26 years old. So when I say teens, I'm really looking at people ages 16 to 26 years old that are having a hard time because they have not gotten a skill level. But we're gonna work with them in three levels. One is entrepreneurship um, and the areas that the conservatory thrives in. We're going to help them build businesses and help them be financially independent, help them understand money matters, things like that. That's a huge part of what we do. Um, the other thing is we're going to work um, again with sex trafficking. That's a huge heart that I have. Anything that has to do with sex trafficking community wise and um, broader than that. And then the last thing is we. there's a special program I wanted to do. And I think I talked to Minister Chiquita about it, and we're providing menstrual products for um, girls who are going to college and they're on their own and they have no family to support them. We want to begin a drive where we send them their personal care items every uh, once a quarter, enough to be able to help them. If they want to share it with their friends, they can, but we want to give them tangible products. So I just want to let you know that those are three initiatives that you'll hear about, We're not a group that's going to be doing random stuff. Whatever we set our heart to do and whatever we build our grants around, that's what we're going to do. And um, a lot of it is supporting existing agencies with collaboration. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're finding people who are already doing these things. Um, One thing I learned from my pastor, my pastor, my former pastor, what he did in his church, the church would have a huge fundraiser every year. They'd raise a couple million dollars and then they'd split all of that money up between the ministries that were inside their community. They didn't give the money to outside agencies. They supported the missions inside the church. So my hope is that we'll be able to find people with legitimate, organized, structured initiatives, not just things they do on the side, but they where they are actually initiating some of these things. And as we go forward with our activities, we'll be able to finance some of those that you may have. So to, 2023 will be a turning point for us. And this is the scribal conservatory, totally separate, um, separate than what we do within the school of the scribe. But we're kind of consolidating a lot of those things And a lot of our initiatives are all arts-based, so you do need to know that. They're all arts-based. Everything's related to some type of um, writing, publishing, even the business ideas and the things that we put together. I've already been talked a couple of times to a couple of you about it, but um, that's where we're going. So I just want you to know our plans also include um, nurturing and strengthening close community across the hybrid finding ways that we can connect with you wherever you are. So if you are tuning in from London, we're gonna, uh, or, or Africa, somewhere, we're gonna figure out how to make our in-person um, meetings work and we're gonna also find out how to, how to help you build like a, um, a community there that's still a conservatory, but that allows you guys to meet in one place and then um, take the teachings and lessons that we have here and kind of guide the the people with you through what we're teaching in the conservatory. So we're open to that. We're building a sustainable, realistic management structure. We talked about that. We're, We're focused on identifying, attracting, and nurturing ministerial advisory and corporate relationships. One of the things that I've not done in a while, but I feel like is necessary for the collective is to really be more involved in the community. So we will be joining the Chamber of Commerce. We will be joining the cultural commerces as well, depending on the makeup of what, of the people here. Like if we have people that are um, of another ethnicity and they have a chamber of commerce, we're going to have them join the chamber of commerce on our behalf because we want to be inclusive. Of people who are excluded, and even if that includes um, disabled people and um, you know the elderly which are which are not forgotten in the midst of our creative agenda we're setting um, we're positioning ourselves to own an educational campus i've already my I have two friends that are are real estate gurus they have purchased prophecy property in the multiples of millions of dollars, and I've been talking to both of them and visiting property. For the last year, we've had meetings around it, and they've given me vision for where we are and what I should put in place. I've brought some of it to um, my mentor, we're going to talk about it more, but we're looking at real plans, not just ideas, things that are practical, and um, what can really be accomplished and what can be done. And while we are waiting for a windfall, we're going to have all of the play, you know, for windfall comes, but we're doing all of the grunge work. We're doing all of the, we're going to have architectural designs. We're going to, whatever it takes for us over the next two years to be able to get to a place where if someone says conservatory, we want to donate um, this 400 acre farm to you. I want us to be able to have a plan in place already to be able to manage it sustain it, pay the taxes on it, you know, whatever we need to do. So that's what's happening right now because our vision for the conservatories is is we're just at the beginning, but I believe that in seven to 10 years, we could be living the vision, if not sooner. Um, I know that it's God's dream for us and I know it's possible and it's not that hard if you have the right people um, positioned around you, you get the right people on your board, um, so that that physical location looks more like an um, educational center. There's one in particular that I have in mind that I really want to buy one day. I don't know. It has all the buildings, dormitories. It is it, the look of it. It's it looks literary. And and so those are things that are um, achievable and what we're moving toward. And in that place, what is gonna happen there? At the center will be the scribal conservatory. It'll be like a Christian academy or a Christian type, not a university, I wanna clarify, but a a center, because I don't wanna do seminary courses and classes and be teaching people stuff like that. This is more with the arts, um, more along um, teaching the skilled and also having a place for the prophetic understanding. So, by setting it up this way, we can embrace the secular world and we can embrace um, our faith fully, but the secular world will still be able to attend, participate, um, have classes, you know, because we always need the skilled side. This, this will not be exclusive of anyone, it will be inclusive of everyone. What it takes to get there, and this is where we're almost at the end. So, it takes a community that works. That's the number one thing. It takes a community that believes in the vision and that's willing to come on board, learn more about the vision and that's willing to um, help within the vision, you know, at any level of help that you're able. So one of the number one things that we must have is the love and the nurture of the community. So we're definitely looking for people to make the community feel like a community, to make people feel as if they're cared about Because without that, the whole organization falls apart. That is the number one thing we're going to be focusing on to do better next year. How are you? What's going on? Are you in crisis? Do you need anything? We want to build the family that God wants. So love has to be the ruling factor. It has to be the center of the community. And one person can't do that. It is impossible. I can't do it. And the truth is, I won't do it. I do what I can. And then I know I just, sometimes it's not a great idea, but I leave people to think whatever they want, but I have a whole life too. And so it only works if we're working together. And so I hope that's a place that we can come to understand, especially here for the Atlanta people where we see each other. We should make time for things like Christmas parties. We should make time for once a month fellowships. We should find a way to be together because at the end of the day, You know, when all the fun is gone, when all the money is dried up, when the body is wracked with pain and, you know, whatever it is, we're going to wish that we were not alone. We're going to wish that we had companionship and friendship. And what amazing place it could be if we made friends with the people that are sitting among us, doing what we can to help them, working through problems together, working through those kinds of things. So I hope we're there. We want to nurture the community and we want to nurture one another. We also want to herald the community. There should be people. Um, if you love this, I love you. I, well, show it by promoting the, the conservatory. If I have to ask you to promote everything that you're a part of, what does that say to me? You don't care, you know. So we have to get to a point where, if we don't care, we can make some decisions about where we really are. And as hard as it is, you know, sometimes we have to transition. And do what we care about because I don't want anybody feeling like they don't want to be here or being obligated to do something that really should come natural. We should have herald the community, herald. That's announced, pronounced. If I had a dollar for everybody who, who was always inboxing me their mega pastors information, look, I will, I would be doing real good right now. You know, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, but that's the way it is but support the community, volunteer, finances, service. You can do it now legitimately. You can do it now without, without worrying, are they still gonna be here next week? Or, or how long is the conservatory gonna last? Because we're building now to last. From the moment I applied for that um, 501c3 status, I knew that my heart and my mind had changed about the direction that we were supposed to go in. I need you to believe in the community. Commit and contribute to the community and the growth plan, talk, open your mouth, share. One of the things I want to share with you is there are people who help me that never, ever speak on the conservatory. They never say anything, but they are faithful. They show up. They serve. And listen, I'm sharing that because sometimes we think people are not helping and people are helping In extreme ways, one of the services I'm getting right now, I could never afford to pay for. Never right now where I am, but they are giving this service to me as if I'm paying them top dollar. And that is a love for community because it's not just serving me, it's serving the community. And don't ask for anything in return. I even remember once I sent a thank you. And the next thing I know, I got an offering. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't expect that because it was significant. And I was like, I just was saying thank you and trying to figure out how to pay you. Because I was feeling guilty from even needing that kind of help but for the ministry. But I, I love it because we need it and God sends us what we need. Sometimes we think certain people are gonna help And somewhere along the way they get offended in their heart or they draw conclusions that they don't discuss discuss with you and whatever help they were offering is gone. And that's such a place of pride. And and you never know what people are contemplating or going through and um, it just really helps to be able to ask a question before just stopping doing something that you were supposed to do or agreed to do. They'll make assumptions. Now, this is the part that we're at the end. This is our financial picture. You need to know that this ministry is debt free. We don't have any debt. And um, I mean, we don't owe anybody anything other than monthly subscriptions and the things we normally pay for. The other thing is, the previous ministry I had, we never had debt. And that ministry was um, from 2001 to solidly 2014, we never went into debt. We never overdid it with credit cards. We paid we were good stewards financially um, in that regard. And it's gonna be the same way with the conservatory. If we have debt, it's gonna be a mortgage. If we have debt, it's going to be employment related. It's going to be things that are reasonable, not extravagances. We are debt-free, our credit standing is good. We're registered in every place that matters. Um, we are in the process of um, we have a well we won't even go into that but we have a plan and we have things that we're working on to do so that we have access to lines of credit and things like that not for conferences we pay for those things in advance but for um, buildings for um, transportation things for stuff like that so we are building in that way currently Giving covers typical church expenses without the building, and um, and prior to this without payroll. But beginning in January, prayerfully, we'll have payroll expenses. But we pay for administrative services, um, software subscriptions, engagement tools. Um, we pray for the internet, two phones. We have two. I have uh, my phone is used primarily for ministry, but I also have another number that we have um, that is a phone number for ministry that is accessible. Um, online it's a um, physical phone through a real company but I've managed to get another service that allows whoever helps us administratively to be able to download those messages forward them to me you know things like that we can send text from the internet those kinds of things so there's a lot of technology out there and we pay for that service too um, we also have a, a messaging service that we own I just have never set it up, have never used it. We pay for um, uh, administrative supplies, any equipment. um, And because the school of the scribe is now a part of the conservatory, there will be some shared um, equipment, some things that we will use in the conservatory that we have for that, that we'll probably use for the school of the scribe. Like why buy, five laptops if you have two that work, you know, those kinds of things. So we do also do benevolence contributions. And I always ask you guys if you have a need and I don't go and beg people, even if I know they have a need, I ask people, people get offended and I, you know, or they're prideful and you could help them. So we do have that. And we don't have stipulations like you, we can't give to you because you don't tithe. We give, you know, we we have to have guidelines But, you know, benevolence is something that we do and we also have um, missions, you know, and mostly I'm all about missioning my own community, my own neighborhood, my own city. And I want to encourage you all to invest in where you are, too. Not saying you can't give um, to something else in another country, but let's see what we can do to heal our homes. So finances, first quarter of 2023. Um, We will have payroll, payroll taxes, and probably facilities rental, and um, some insurance things that we are doing. We will have a working budget for 2023 with all of those things in that budget. It's in the works, but it does not, uh, but it does take time to get everything in place, because remember, our staff, for the most part, is voluntary, voluntary. One of the things that we want to do within the conservatory is employ people in the conservatory especially if they're having a difficult time and if we can be a solution to their hardship not an act of mercy that's not what we're doing but if they're skilled and they're qualified we want to look at how we can do that internally first so we can be a blessing to someone instead of just having to always give um, or if something comes up I wish that had been the case for me I wish my leaders and pastors had a thought about that when I was going through and when I had difficult times. If they had the money or knew that they could apply for certain types of grants to do certain services and then add me in as as an admin so that I could kind of support that, then they could have found a way to employ the people in their congregation and in their church and in their community. And so that's where we're heading with the conservatory. Not that some positions won't require us to hire, just qualified people from outside, but we want to do those mostly as contracts. But for the sake of a nonprofit and for building the nonprofit in the way that it needs to be, we need employees. We have to have that employee situation going. And so that's why we need that with that. Also, we already have a, a meeting location here in Atlanta. We've already kind of had that conversation and we would like to begin meeting in person. What is what is of question right now is we don't have the equipment that's needed to really be able to stream the service. So that's going to be a determine, a determiner of when we um, actually start, because we have to get that service so that we don't lose a single one of you because you're not in Atlanta but we're not looking at doing something big and extravagant we just want the word to get to you and we want you to still be able to participate in the conversations and we need people on that Sunday who are monitoring the questions that are coming in who are able to even put you live so you can ask your question so we're looking at the the kind of putting this zooming the zoom in the background as well as teaching the people up front so everybody can see who's present in the group, but also who's teaching and who's present in the background. So um, you'll hear more about that um, and, and on the location. We have favor with that. It'll be in the central part of Atlanta and a very nice area, but we're looking at doing that. We now have a group and a team together where all I have to do is show up. There is nothing for me to do but show up on that Sunday. And if we're going to build community, if we're going to nurture one another, if we're going to love one another, we're going to have to have some in-person contact, even if it's not every day. But know that that is the plan for first quarter 2023. We need to purchase at least two laptops and a desktop computer as soon as as possible. Um, and, And a new router. The thing is, we're looking at one of the laptops to be used full time by our administrative assistant. And we're looking at um, the other laptop to be available for our remote services. And we're also looking at a desktop computer for major, um, major work on graphic design, anything we have to do that requires more power. So I just want you to know that those are needs of the ministry. And if you're looking for a way to help before the end of the year, we're also a part of um, some nonprofit groups. So we're able to get equipment and services at extremely discounted prices. But as you know, a lot of those equip, a lot of that equipment would be refurbished. And if it's new, it's still discounted, but still high. But we also... Um, You know, we also have other avenues, but we're plugged in because because of my background in nonprofit and administration and because of the background of others, we know all the places where you get all of these things. We were looking at a whole so you could buy like five laptops for I think it was like eight hundred dollars. But, and it was a good deal, but because I'm very techie, I know the limitations of the equipment that I was looking at. And I was like, it's a good deal if you've got students and if all people are going to be doing is sending emails. But for what we need help with, we need more, something more powerful. So let, I'd rather pay that $800 for one good machine than for four okay ones. or or whatever, eight okay ones. But there are some other things here too. And then one more slide and we're done. Um, Our financial transparency will follow the recommended protocol of, of, you know, the IRS, (laughs) you know, whatever they require us to do, we're gonna do. I talked to you about the audit that we will have done. Um, This is necessary to prepare ourselves for um, getting substantial grants, not itty bitty ones. And being able to manage them well and to be able to hire people that can help us um, move into this. Some people will say, well, you know, what are the alternatives if, if we don't get grants? Well, churches survive primarily by trusts, by giving, by people leaving them in their wills, you know. So we're going to be having campaigns along those lines too. And we believe we can do that with some of our um, initiatives that we have for um, our our teens and young adults. And I just want you to know, I don't know what your passion is and we don't always have to serve teens and young adults by physically showing up for the car wash. (laughs) You know, there are other ways to help, you know? And so we're looking at the ways to help that is not strenuous to us, but also I still like the ministry part, especially in the sex trafficking. So I'm, I'm feeling starved to go back to that arena. But I'm opening it up so that others can go back with me. And I'm already plugged in. I already have really close friends that are already involved and even had an offer to serve on the board of one, which I turned down because I have another announcement for you after I share this with you that you all don't know. But I feel like I need to let you know. And my mentor was like, you probably need to let them know. So the last thing I'm going to share with you will be that. Um, So how can you help? That's the last slide. You know, we just need your support. If you want to um, give to the conservatory, you now know that the conservatory is tax deductible. Um, You do need to study giving, you know, if you're giving a substantial amount of money, if you're giving $50,000, $100,000, you need to talk to your financial person to find out what you're actually, what breaks you're actually going to get from the IRS to see if that's going to benefit you if you have a, if your goal is to make sure that it's um, a benefit to your organization, a benefit to you. Um, if, if you're giving to give, you can still give that way, but know that um, eventually we're going to have a little thing set up on Givelify where you can choose exactly where your money goes. But until we understand the process and have some of these plans in place, there's a button on Giveify that just says, um, whatever I give, apply it where it's needed. However, if you don't want that, all you have to do is say, can you use, there's a little space that allows you to say, I want to buy the laptops. Or you can put in a space, here's a donation, but I would love to um, purchase what you need for you. And then you could we accept in-kind donations as well. Everything is not about money. But if you donate to the conservatory, let it be something that's worthy of what you would get for yourself, because we have people that we need to help us and we want to hold them accountable to their assignments. And if they need extra help, they, they need to use one of our laptops to do it. We need to make a way for them to be able to do that. And all the laptops that and everything we buy, especially the ones that we are going to start giving out with this first employee, will have remote access. I'll set it up myself so that I can log on and help them and do anything like that. You can lock out. There's a lot you can do to protect your equipment. There'll be an agreement that goes out with it. So we're not ignorant on the administrative side of things that need to take place. So we need your tithe. I have been raised in the school of Mikel Zadet giving. Let me explain that to you. You don't have to honor that giving is only a request in the conservatory, but the Bible teaches it. There is a reward to it. There is honor associated with it, and you know it's it's. We're gonna do some teaching on that, um, but I'm just gonna briefly tell you. So, if you get Dr. K's book, um, the Mikel Zadet book, I just suggest you get that. Read that book and it'll tell you everything you need to know about that giving. But that's tithing to the priest. As you know, in the church today, there's a fight over whether we still have to pay tithes. Listen, we're not entering that fight. Let people fight and clout over whatever they want to. That is not their battle. But in the conservatory, what, what we need to know is that giving is needed and giving is necessary if we want to support this, this congregation and grow. And let me tell you why. If we start back meeting, which is what I hope to do in in the first quarter of this year in person, every meeting requires a payment to that location. So if we are going to pay that location in a a, um, month for a month of meetings, we need about $1,500 just for that. So we have to have that in our account. And those kinds of things in a church or a ministry organization are paid for by the congregants. it, It just is. I'm not paying for it out of my pocket. And I think I've told you all that before. I've known a lot of ministers and I've worked with a lot of ministries. And I've seen pastors kill themselves providing financially for their family and providing for the church and providing space and equipment and things for people that don't even respect them enough to tell them bye when they leave. And I'm not saying that to fuss at you because I was probably one of those people that walked away from the pastors that I that I'm having compassion for now. But what I have learned is that I can't I can't I can't live under that level of stress. And I don't think it's fair for any leader to live under that level of stress being responsible we're paying for a meeting space that you're bringing people to to help them and I just think that's logical and I think that that is something we can all understand and some of you have been a blessing I've, we've got some people here that are super givers and I want to acknowledge that and you have been for years even before the conservatory was even there but listen I have a lady That for six years, his on a fixed income, sends $10 a month for six years. Never fails. And always sends encouragement and writing. So anytime I do something, I said, Lord, the Lord told me, he said, beginning next year, I'm going to show you how to honor her. Because sometimes it's not about the amount. It's that you care and you think about it. So I want to put that out there. So this goes for offering alms, donations, trust. So for those of you that have been paying via PayPal or, or things like that, if you want to give to me, I want to tell you, you can keep doing that. But listen, um, some of you, I'm going to have to ask you, like, especially the if you send it to my personal PayPal, I know what that means. But if you've been sending it to the um, Voice of Christ um, PayPal, I will be removing that and putting it in the conservatory. But to keep that from happening, I want to encourage you to go through the GiveLify link and create your subscription there so that beginning in January, your giving can be tracked. Your giving can be included in that. And you can go in anytime and you can check your giving record, how you gave it or notify you if if you're... um, if you set up a card or whatever, it'll notify you when um, something is not right. And that is, it's easy. So please consider that because we want GiveLegFi to be our number one way of receiving um, finances, significant donations, especially. I like Cash App and all that, but when it comes to um, being financially accountable and you are serious about the ministry, if you don't have a business Cash App account, if you don't have a business PayPal account set up, you can cause yourself a lot of unnecessary grief. And nonprofit organizations are under greater scrutiny. So this is why I'm asking you guys to switch, because when we get ready to apply for grants, I need to have my, that audit needs to be clear. They need to see where every penny is going. They need to know exactly how we're paying our employees. They need to know everything about us. And I don't want us to be afraid of anything. I don't want us to feel like we got to hide and redo this and redo that and all of that. We don't want to be running around like we see some people. So um, I just realized my phone is super low. I'm going to get a charger while I'm talking to you. And so just be mindful of that and be mindful of um, why we need to give and why I'm asking you to use Giveify. It's not anything other than keeping you satisfied with me. And um, there's nothing wrong with giving to me. There's nothing wrong to giving to Dr. K. There's no sin in any of it, but just know that legally, it looks better when we're doing these things. So mind you, mind you, mind you, just give me like a second. I gotta get my phone charger so that I can go over the last point and then tell you my news. Hold on one second. I had to do a, um, I was blessed to do a baby dedication yesterday And my phone charger wasn't working right. So I had to throw it away and replace it. And I forgot to bring it back in the house. So just hold on one second. All right, all right. So this is the next step while I am doing this, charging my phone. We need your advocacy. We talked about finances. We need your volunteer service. We talked about that. And we also need, without a shadow of a doubt, um, what is this, what is this? Okay, without a shadow of a doubt, I wanna give you this, this piece of news. Okay, here we go. So we are officially designating roles in the conservatory. Like we're using our own unique conservatory titles. I was brainstorming with one of our senior leaders and it just dawned on them the words we could use. So I would consider ourselves like the when we get ready to hire, when, we're, when we finally hire the administrative assistant, if they say yes, they'll be called um, the Virtual Administrative Curator. That's their title, Virtual Administrative Curator. So we have senior curators and I'll, when, the, when the time comes, I'll give you the description. I'm the lead conservator, so I will be a conservator. Um, the assistant conservator would be a co-conservator. It's kind of like senior pastor, assistant pastor, but we're using the words conservator and curator. We will have a senior curator. Some of you are already fulfilling that position. There is nothing that needs to do, that we need to do except designate the title, nothing changes. We will have a support curator um, and we will have um, hospitality curator, a member conservationist, an event and program conservationist, a social media curator. We need people to fulfill some of these um, um, roles immediately. Minister Dominique had reached out to some of you already and you never heard anything back from me. It wasn't her. You never heard anything back from me because I've been in this in-between place, not sure of what to do, not, not absolutely sure of the direction, but we're going to be conservators with curators and, you know, in our midst. And if you know what the word curate means, it takes special care to find and source things. And it just speaks to our care inside the scribal conservatory. A conservationist is a preservationist they're protecting, preserving, guarding. And so we're using that word like a senior curator curator is someone that is senior leader that is on the Bible study calls or on our Sunday services that when something happens to me, like what happened today, they're able to continue the service, they're able to interrupt and stand in. So it's nothing that requires Any hard extra work, because most people that are um, at at, at that level of leadership already have their own ministries, they're already doing their own thing. So you use them um, as they are able, but always at a leadership capacity where they can redirect conversations, they can correct things, you know, so we're definitely... Um, putting those things in place. And I'll be introducing those titles and those job descriptions, role descriptions to you inside the Scribal Conservatory Bible Study Group. They're exclusive to us. We're not copying anyone. This was divine. God gave us this. And I just want you to know that that's where we are and that's what this is. And that way um, we'll know how to move on and move forward and you know so right now the roles that we need fulfilling is a social media curator someone that manages instagram for us and that can take the messages that I do and manage a TikTok page and you know that can do that little clips put little sayings from the services and the teachings and just engage people with encouragement nothing but encouragement and strengthening. So that's what the role of the social media curator would be, you know, just maintaining those two spots, Instagram and um, TikTok. I don't really use Twitter. <laughs> you know, I don't. We have a Twitter page with all everything. There's pretty much automated. Um, and I have the software that allows you to post when I mean, we've had it for years. And it's updated, but we have a whole ability to monitor those sites from one platform online and to upload one time and everything is distributed to all of those social media platforms. So I've thought ahead, even though I haven't acted on it. So we do have the ability to do that. Um, we need a member conservationist. And this is a person who checks on people and just make sure they're okay. But we have our own email system we have our own SMS system for text messaging. And I just haven't put it in place because I needed to see how certain things worked and needed to know our direction, but we have that. And that would make that whole process easier if you're willing to learn to use those programs. And you know, if we don't see somebody, like we've had a couple of people missing for the last two or three days that are all for the last two or three weeks that are always here. And um, they could have left the conservatory. I don't know. But there's no way for me to really follow up because I have so much else going on. One person can't do everything. So we need somebody to step up who can do that, but who can be trusted. And this is the thing. If we have not really built relationships, it'll be a little difficult to do that. But if that's something you're interested in, it will require relational um, relationship building because We can't share because of how we're organizing now. You'll have have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. There are, you have to sign a non-compete agreement. There are things that have to be put in place and we have to know how to handle people's information, their emails, their phone numbers, their addresses. We have to go through the protocol and the legalness of that so that we can do it right. But we do need a member um, conservationist, someone dedicated solely to that. And we need a hospitality curator. I have someone in mind for that, but um, I'm just going to wait a little while longer. But if you feel like that is you, it's open as well. And um, support curator, this, is, this will eventually be somebody that troubleshoots our Zooms, that fix problems, that shows up before anybody else, that um, already has things in place, is prepared to um, launch the PowerPoint presentations on our behalf. You know, people that we can use to support us technologically and that can probably come up with some innovative and cool ways to make our entire presentation um, online better. They'll also be the person, um, we may have more than one because we'll need one of those people in person um, if we start meeting online and one of those um, online. There are other positions that we'll eventually need, but those are critical now. The most important thing we can build is hospitality and membership. Those are probably my weakest areas. I don't think to send out cards. I don't. It's just not natural to me. It's not a consideration, and that's not bad. It just need, means I need help. I need strength, but I need someone consistent. And so, keep those things in mind. And if that's you, if it's if you're feeling prompted to do that, prompted to help in any way. Um, know that. We're also, um, also the hospitality coordinator will be a person, um, not, no, 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 they'll work closely with the event and program conservationists. So this is the person that will help us with online special activities to um, bridge relationships, um, you know, to have fun nights where we watch movies together. Also, they'll, they'll coordinate teams of people that'll be able to do that. And and this is conservatory-only events, so it's not conferences. Don't worry about that. It's just the things we do to maintain virtual and in-person um, meeting needs. That person would also beat us to the location to make sure everything is set up the way it's supposed to be if they're in-person here. And um, we improvise. We have more than one people person that can do that, but that would be the role. And we have the educational... Conservationist, and this is the person that will coordinate the bible studies and sunday sessions we already have somebody doing this so on the books that will be the title of that and their role will be making sure teachers are being trained and also the member conservationists will also make sure that new members are listening to and having access to the um, foundational teachings the things that we taught that, that you just need to know right off the bat. They'll send them the links. They'll follow up with them, make sure they're teaching. They may meet with them once a month, say, hey, glad you're here. Here's a Starbucks card. Here's a gift certificate for this. We just wanna welcome you. So we're gonna have that person hold that role. And then the last thing is my major announcement is, you guys, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. I am in law school. (laughs) So you need to know that. So part of the reason of getting all of this stuff together is that I can do that and do this also. So I am in law school, classes start next month and um, my family's already positioned and ready for that major move. And you will have a law and policy specialist with you in the areas of interest that I am um, pursuing. This is a this is my last, last hurrah for education. After this, I won't be going to school anymore. But I wanted to let you guys know that and that's where I'm heading. And because we're gonna be a true conservatory in every sense of the word. We're gonna have the legal side cover, we're going to have the financial side covered and we're going to be able to advocate like you cannot believe. So I just wanted to let you guys know this. Um, but any other details, just wait until after I've done the quarter. I'm not putting it out anywhere else. I'm just letting you guys know because I, because my mentor suggested that I not keep this a secret. And um, I said, I won't. I'll, I'll let them know. And so be praying for me because I'm not, this is not a type of education I've experienced before. And all of my friends are telling me that it's a different mindset and it can be very difficult in the beginning. And so I did two master's degrees and I did them all, listen, without missing a beat with my other responsibilities. I was still teaching every Sunday. I was still doing Bible studies on Tuesday. I was still taking care of my son who needs extra care. I was still, I listen, God is able. God is able. So um, know that this is taking place. So if you don't see me that much online, I've got to get other people helping so I can kind of exit some of these arenas so I can put more time in. So that's where we're at, you guys. And thank you for listening. Um, that's the conclusion of our meeting. And I just want to give you a few minutes to sound back so that I know where your hearts and minds are and if you're still on board. And um, don't forget that form is critical. And if you want to serve, please, 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 please hit me up on Messenger. If you have my text, send me a text. Reach out to any of the leaders here and say, hey, I think I want to be a support curator. I want to be a hospitality curator. I want to, how can I serve? Can we just talk about my gift set? And you can come Tuesday night and say, hey, Pastor can you tell us more about this? So please consider how you can serve because we can't build this vision without you. No one person can do this. Any comments, questions, it's open. I have a question real quick, Apostle. Um, Yes. Can you address somebody who feels like they're not fit or they feel like they're, I don't, like they're not um, capable? Like they- Listen. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to do this and you don't feel like you have the skill set, you can be taught. There's so many of us. We love training people or helping people or preparing people. Um, My only thing is don't, if if ever you're going to learn, <clears throat> to do something, um, step out by faith in a ministry like this. This is where you get the encouragement. it's an excellent question. I'm glad she brought this up. and this is where you get people around you that can teach you. You'd be surprised what folks know that you see on Sunday. I 'm just telling you it will blow you away if you know. So it 's teamwork. The only thing that might scare you to death is if you are not familiar with social media. So what I would do is I'd send you to read and listen to some stuff on YouTube. If, if, if that's a problem, it might, you know, it might overwhelm you, but you can learn a lot of stuff through YouTube University. And if you're willing to learn and study the recommendations, I will say that for most administrative things, you will need to know how to surf the internet, how to send emails and how to... Um, post a post on Facebook um you know you would need to know things like that for like social media curator or or stuff like that but the social media person that I'm looking for is more of an Instagram and TikTok um hopefully the administrative the virtual administrative curator will take care of Facebook for us since we use the scribal conservatory bible study group but don't let your If you don't know how to do stuff, listen, we got some experts here that can teach you if you're willing to give up time to learn. So um, listen, you just have to wanna learn and know that I will tell you like, what can I say? Some of you know things you don't supposed to be doing. (laughs) I mean, like I know I should never be in charge of catering an event, right? Unless I'm hiring a caterer and having a caterer come in and set up. I can do that. But I don't need to be in the kitchen trying to cook. (laughs) So just kind of be cognizant of what you are good at. And if there was anything you're really good at, or if you've seen some things that have been lacking, like one of the things that drives me mad is that I haven't been able to be consistent with everybody's birthdays. So one of the things that's going to happen once you fill out that form that Sam posted is you're one of the first communications you're going to get from me is to enter your email and um, uh, to tell me your birthday. Not enter your email, but tell me your birthday so that we can honor your birthday and make a big deal about it, you know, within our community and make sure you're included in everything. I got a question one time from somebody who was like they didn't feel like. Um, their voice was welcome. And I was like, that could not be more than the truth. And I don't even know what may have precipitated that. And I, I just said, you need to know you're always welcome here. That's not the case. Don't let any correction or redirection make you feel that way. Just receive that those things have to take place sometimes in community, but it's not to hurt you or to harm you. Any other questions, you guys? Any other comments? Was this meeting helpful? Was it helpful? Do you feel like you have some direction about us? Yeah, I think it's exciting too. Um, I think, and and I know, listen, I got some financial people that I know was looking crazy for a while, but I think I'm making them breathe better right now. (laughs) breathe better and Felicia I know I didn't address it and I know you didn't give me permission to but we are surrounding you and with your permission I would like to share what's going on with the core group so we can be there for you if that is okay let me know if not you can let me know that too but I want to love on you as much as I can over these next um, few weeks so let me know if that's a yes Okay, good, good, good. I'll let everybody know what's happening. So, um, listen, just know everybody that I love you. If you have any questions, if it was something you didn't understand, please. That's why we have the tribal conservatory group. And um, it's important. It's very important that we get on board and You have the PowerPoint. You can now look at the website with understanding. You'll see some things on the website change as we um, move closer into fulfilling the vision. And once I begin to build something, there's no stopping. So we're on a train, right? Well, no, we're on a jet right now with this. And we're going to move as fast as we can with the financial and administrative stuff. Anything else, Minister Sam? or anyone else? Um, the only thing I wanna say is I love that you cast vision and um, I'm here for it. I'm very excited with everything that's coming up. I do have a couple questions but I was actually going to ask after. I wanted to know um, what AV equipment that you needed Um, to see if we already have that and then I wanted to know if there were any dates leading up to the conference that you would need um, help with so I could block that off okay the answer to both of those is yes and let us talk offline about that but yeah it is I have to update everything and I have to one of the challenges that I have right now okay so I'm going to admit something this isn't recorded anymore is it So if it's not.